So today I'm speaking with my good friend, Carolina Maurer. She's a SAP IT project manager. She's worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers. She owns her own company. She has led teams for over 20 years in for consulting companies. She's worked in multiple places around the world. She's a real estate investor, but really she's a very good friend of mine. And we have been on this personal development track for a minute. And so I called her up literally two days ago and said, would you be open to having a conversation with me about this? And so originally this episode had a trigger warning on it because it was going to be an episode focused on something that was pretty heavy. And I decided to switch it because this week, even for me personally, it's been a lot what's going on in our world, in our country, within me internally. And so I felt that having a conversation revolving around something that can be supportive for people uh, was the way to go. So we are talking about inner authority, the principle, the spiritual principle of inner authority and what it takes for you to organize and all of us to organize ourselves in the midst of chaos for the ability to be able to recover and support us on this journey. So I'm excited for you to be a part of this conversation and please be sure to check out gifttoshift.com, subscribe on the listening platform that you are on and I'm excited that you're here. So listen in. I'm really excited about this conversation because given what's going on this week, you know, at first I thought I would bring in a conversation that would be focused on something a little bit more heavy or there's a trigger warning on one of my episodes that is coming up. And I just thought this is not the week to drop that. <laughs> like, there's just so much that's happening in our world right now, especially given the fact that, you know, what happened at the Capitol last week and what's happening in the inauguration um, uh-huh. this following week, it just seems like it's probably not the best time. But what came to me was this sense of like, how do we organize ourselves. I feel like it's a lack of organization on a spiritual level, emotional level, a mental level. Everybody is not everyone, but there's so many people that are in so many different places. And this Uh lack of tools that people are not being able to tap into either collectively, we haven't learned these tools. And collectively, we're not utilizing them. There's a lot of fear. And it's just like, wow, this is showing up so clearly, particularly that, you know, either we become numb or resilient Uh in the face of the stuff that's happening in our world. And it comes down, you know, Yama Vincent, I heard her say that this was an issue of the heart. And that individually, we can look at what we needed to do in order to heal it up. Like, where is it showing up for us in our lives and what it is that comes? And I just I think about our own sense of inner organization, our own sense Uh of inner authority and how Uh to become resilient in the face of all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. And shut out a little bit, maybe the distraction and keep the focus on ourselves and not let that derail us completely, you know. You know, it, it's interesting that you say derail because <laughs> yeah, it's like we got to, like, you know, derailing is one thing. And then there's just like, where's the track? Uh-huh. Right. Like, where is the track? Where do you start off to really figuring out what we need to do? Because it's this dehumanization and this polarization that's happening that doesn't allow us to be and live in our highest and true itself. And so. You know, the ability to be able to do something and to create something that is in alignment with who you are 
is the whole premise of inner authority. This whole premise of that you have the ability to live from the inside out and not from yep. the outside, outside in. in. Yep. And you can take certain external sources or information, but not let that influence your choices or where you want to go with it. You know, how does so it show up? How does it show up in, in your life? I think it shows up a lot. You know, it shows up, uh, you know, with, with every little choice that you can make. You know, I think almost of it like maybe like your shadow self is telling you to do one thing or, you know, you got like your good side or your positive side. Oh, I need, I want to do this and I desire to do all these things. And then you've got your saboteur or, mm. you know, that one that can sabotage you or, I don't know, your shadow self or that negative side or it says, oh, one more or just mm-hmm. doing this or having a little bit more food or sleeping in a little bit or whatever, it, whatever the case may be. That's not such a big deal. It's just like one more, like, why not, you know? And then that can also derail you because depending on where you're at, you know, how you do something or anything is how you do everything. So that also then <laughs> ties into back to, are you in alignment and integrity with any little thing that you do, you know? And one of the most, you know, the factors, the two emotions that contribute to this kind of derailment of inner authority or these, or this feeling of staying in true or true alignment to who you are is the feeling of fear. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in theory, there's only two feelings and it's either love or there's fear. And sometimes, you know, when there's the absence of love, then it's obviously fear or fear-based feelings. And then that can also, I think sometimes also when you're trying to get closer to love or trying to get back to love, that also instills fear in itself there too. It seems which so challenges simple. You. It mm-hmm. seems so freaking simple. It's yep. like, can we organize ourselves? Can we get this together? Like, can we really, really kind of like pick ourselves up and move higher to make different choices and create different environments for the future generation? And for us, yep. I cannot even tell you what it feels like to listen to the news and think that what is going on? And, you know, it's very interesting because as I was thinking about this and how it shows up in my life, right, there was this level of detachment. So I do this very good. I go ahead and I detach. And for some people looking from the outside in, it may seem like there's an, a detachment from the fact of what's happening or what's going on or that I'm not really integrating myself or, you know, I don't do discussions and arguments. I don't do on particularly on social media. I just don't entertain it. It doesn't, you know, I don't allow it to come close. Um, And so at first I remember thinking like, this is an issue. Like, I don't feel the same way these people feel. Should I be feeling this, you know, overwhelming emotion, anger, or just, you know, overwhelming emotion just in general. And after really discerning and and just really looking at it, there's a difference between feeling detached from a situation and a circumstance that's going on outside of you and Mm -hmm. disconnected from it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, is it detachment or disconnection? Because I think sometimes there's a little bit of a, you know, if you want to get down to the nuts and bolts, I think detachment is more when you are not tied to the outcome. So you put everything into it and then you just, what is either your passions, your desires, you put it out there and then you let it go and surrender it and then just wait for it to come back. And then disconnected is not feeling at all. So it's a way of numbing yourself. 
Yeah, this feeling of disconnection. And mm -hmm. so what would you suggest to really find out how you find out who your true authentic self is in the midst of this, you know, in the polarity, which way do you feel? How do you feel? Why do you feel that way? You know, it's very interesting. I love really excited about this conversation because you <laughs> are not from the United States. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so this is this is a global issue for sure, right? And we can experience this on different avenues. But there's a I think there's a different kind of concept, a different kind of way that you ingrained information into your brain about the polarity of what we see here. Could I be wrong? I mean, I'm not I'm from the United States. So yeah, I mean, to be honest, I have a hard time connecting with some of the issues because I was been raised in several different countries, South America and Europe. And so for me, race, I mean, I always, for the most part, was or felt like a foreigner because I was always traveling and going to in different places. Yeah. And then I was always in environments where I had to merge or melt in with other people. And then I realized it's not so much about the physical parts of it. You know, physically, we all look like something x or y and then we put certain labels on it but at the end of the day it's all who we are as people our energy there's just that feeling you know just to simplify it do i like that person or do i not like that person you know yeah and also what's coming to me also is this sense of tolerating yeah like there's no level there's no energy of i don't know you know just this sense of how do you tolerate and there's a very low threshold for that here I feel mm -hmm. like people are not open to tolerate um, other situations, circumstances, people, environments, whatever it is that is different from who and what you are. And so when there is no inner authority or there's no sense of guidance or you're having a hard time really figuring out who you are in general, just mm -hmm. your authentic self. And then when you're pushed up against something that's totally different from who and what you've always seen or known, then yeah. your threshold for tolerating that is very low. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that, it, you know, th that's why people in from other parts of the world, they seem to be more tolerant of situations and circumstances and people in a certain way. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that a conversation needs to take place with how we personally organize ourselves to be more tolerant of ourselves and our communities and the people around us and, you know, how to be able to heal this up and support yeah. the conversation even with it. Well, I, I think it first starts with each of us now with each of us individually, you know. So I, even for the most basic things, I always try to make an effort and I just try to make it my, I think it's already at my core, to be honest. It's already like my true self. But to be, you know, genuinely just try to be open, kind. I don't have to be like everyone's best friend, but even, you know, just show a little bit of courtesy, a little bit of attention, a smile, ask how someone's doing, especially the people who are like in service to us, you know. And I think that just goes a long way. I, I then feel, so I think it's what you put into it too. So if you start off that way, I think that turns out different. So with all this racial issues that have been going on, I've had some concerns because I'm like, okay, people will see me as white, but I am not white. But then I just feel that I think if I just, and I think maybe that pulls or ties everything together. If I just go back to who I truly am, to my core, to my inner authority, and to say, well, I am yeah, it might look like one thing on the outside, but who am I truly on the inside? I am a caring, loving person. And I just try to show that a little bit on the outside. And I think when you do show that people pick that up. And 
when possible, you know, even if you don't have to say hi to someone, but you can always smile. And I think that energy then is perceived. So I think if everyone were to do a little bit the same, and the other thing I try to also keep in mind is I treat people like how I like to be treated. And now obviously sometimes people won't treat me the same way back, but at least I'm putting it out there and I'm doing the first step. And then I think that, you know, sometimes when you've got certain things, people coming back with you, you know, because they might be distance or they might have their own issues going on, then you can then, if anything, maybe disconnect or detach knowing that, all right, there's probably some other something else going on there. You know, it's not personal. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also in the future episode of the gift to shift, (laughs) talking about colorism. colorism. That's essentially what you're saying is that, you know, I may look a certain way on the outside. Yeah. But on the inside, this is my culture and this is how yeah, so exactly. a certain race, a Latina race or a Latin race, I should say, people of color, there's colorism. And so that is, is a whole nother episode. Yeah. But I do want to touch upon what you said in regards to kindness, because mm-hmm. there does seem to be a de-appreciation of compassion, you know, yeah. and that we not only don't have compassion and we don't use that skill of compassion towards other people. We don't particularly use it for ourselves either. You know, yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if true. it's right. I'm not. Sh- so it's just like Ianla says, it's like, it's what is within shows up outside of us. And exactly, so yeah. you listen and you hear, it's not even what's going on. I mean, this is after up what's happening right now too, but yep. within our government and within our society, but it's also like on the very kind of like interconnection in relationships, parent child abuse, uh-huh. you know, just abuse of each other across the board in many different scenarios in different relationships, there's a lack of compassion, Yeah, you know, and so to, to be able to, to really look at those values and ask yourself, how do I have compassion for myself? How do mm-hmm. I tolerate some of the things that come up for me in my life? How do I create courage, you know, within my life? How do I actively move in that direction? How do I uh, tap into the wisdom within and the wisdom within those people who are my elders within the community? And Mm -hmm. importantly, the sense of self-acceptance that, you know, I show up authentically who I am and that I can accept that. I think at the core, you know, the sense of self-worth and self-value, Value. yeah. mm-hmm. you know, is, is one of these things that we're not having enough conversations about. It's like, you know, you walk into the cafeteria and because your nose is different than somebody else's nose, <laughs> you know, it's this like, I don't value myself because I look different or because mm-hmm. I feel different or because I, I dress differently or whatever it is. And it yeah. cuts at the core of who we are as people who are together. And I don't know, I'm just, it's one of those other conversations. So once again, for the audience, we just had this impromptu conversation. <laughs> I called Catalina up. And when I don't want to drop an episode that I feel like is in alignment with what's going on within our world. <laughs> I call one of my girlfriends home (laughs) and I'm like, can you have a conversation with me? Just like I did right before the election and that I'm doing right now. So I appreciate your time, Carolina, because we always have lively, interesting conversations. Yes, we do. (laughs) So I told her on the phone, stop. We're going to talk about this 
recorded. And she's like, okay, whatever you need. <laughs> and so it's really great. But, you know, discovering and tapping into these, these spiritual principles of yeah. inner authority, of compassion, of self-acceptance and self-worth and self-values, yeah. you know, guiding yourself into boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also comes with some of like the basics, you know, when you said also self-worth and self-value, I think we are not taught or we're not showed that we are worthy just, be, just because we are born, just because we're here, you know, we are worthy. And I think why, sometimes, yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's just got lost and gotten out of touch with everything that's going on. I think if you look at civilization, uh, like the the different eras and whatnot, we just got more busy and more concerned with other things, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, be it civilization progress, and we forgot about ourselves in the process. Because a lot of people will pay a lot of money to learn more, do this, so they're able to do that, but they don't take care of themselves. Maybe not that much mentally, physically, spiritually. I think one of the bigger aha things for or aha moments for me is how a lot of the issues that culture or society is facing can be solved or is something that could be remedied or taken care of when you take care of yourself and when you take care of your of your mental the the side of you mentally, physically, well all all four levels I'd say, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally and physically. So if you take care of that, that's the baseline. That's that's where you start off. But I think we're always looking to start, how do we do things on the outside of ourselves? Right. Yeah. And then we live our life. And I think that's where we started off too, now talking about from the inside out, but we're always going from the outside in mm-hmm. and we're more concerned about what people think, what people say. And I think it's, it's almost like taking it back or going, I, I'll call it maybe also going old school because <laughs> right, 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 yeah. there are certain older cultures and tribes that I think they focus more on doing their internal stuff and their rituals. And I think we've just lost touch with that, lost touch with ourselves. And as, yeah, I think as a side effect, that's why we're seeing people having so many different types of issues, you know. You know, the last episode was with another Carolina and we (laughs) talked about these rituals that, you know, focused around the mother and the quarantena, the 40 days after she gave birth and how important Mm. that was and how you basically lost this whole sense of, or that we are moving away from it. And hopefully there's a transition that we're moving back. But, you know, to what you said earlier about, you know, we're more focused outside of us. And that has a lot to do with the possessions. It's about what we have versus who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Because people tie then the self-value and self-worth to your your economical situation or how much do you have? How much do you own? And I know for myself, uh, I'll raise my hand that I, years ago, I was on that track where I was like, I need to be more, have more, earn more, get more. And I just realized the more I had and the more up the ladder, the corporate ladder I went, the unhappier I was. I was just like miserable. I was like, I'm I have money, I have a certain status, I have a job, I, but I was identifying with all the wrong things. And I was looking for all this stuff, even like external validation, you know, because you look for external validation that, you know, you get promoted, people admire, but then the more I wanted, it, it, it was weird, because it was like a juxtaposition, the more I wanted, the less, the more miserable I felt. And then I realized that like, there's got to be something that I'm doing wrong, or there's something that was calling me also to change and to to look for it, you know, to almost make a cut and then just to go to change it around, like almost do like a 180. And that's what you did. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so how's it shown up for you now that you decided to leave corporate America? I mean, you had a very, very high position in corporate America 
and you're completely like from one week to the next maybe one year to the next yeah you were like that's it and you left yeah. and so how has that been serving you so I mean there's still times where I do feel you know part of like my old self or that negative part of me or that old track will be like oh I need to do this or I need you know to be but I, I think it's just because you get caught in that rat race but right. then I always I just always have to get centered and grounded and I was like all right why did I leave it in the first place because I did not want to be part of that rat race I did not I didn't believe in those values because that's where it's sometimes it's not even about you as a person it's about you know there's certain corporate guidelines or sometimes you know when you get evaluated it's they compare you against others there's mm -hmm. competition and the competition should never be external it should be you within yourself like mm -hmm. what are you giving like how much can you give you know and then so I always had like a inner sense of knowing that a lot of the stuff was not fair it was not just you know and I think that just like wound me up that much more so I mean there I think it is a little bit of a challenge to step out but I think when you do step out you do realize your skills your talents and your abilities you do realize and I think it just strengthens you know what you want what you desire and there are times where you do feel like you crave it a bit but then you just know it's it's one of those things that after five seconds you're like yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. What do you crave, though? You think that's the ego craving the material, yeah. right? Because it's that sense that, you know, yeah. like, you kind of move everything is outside of us, right? Yeah, so, it's almost like that addiction. Like, right. I want to be recognized. I want to be more, you know, but I want to I mean, have, have more. Yeah. But being self-employed, I think I think it's about taking that that external validation and, and almost having taking that light or whatever we're getting on the outside and grabbing that and almost like sticking it within ourselves yeah. and let that glow from the inside and you don't have to show or demonstrate I think people will see it you know people see it Absolutely. what you've got and I don't think you know it, but it is a bit of a challenge you know I mean I don't think it's like from one day to other you can change it it's something right. that you can do gradually but uh you know I have different type of work I have a little bit more work to do because I just have to take care of more things but then I make the choices I decide what I want to do I decide how I want to do it, if I want to do it, you know. And that, that yeah, sense of, of like true freedom. Yeah, definitely too. I mean, then there, there's obviously always a little bit more learning and a couple more things to do. But I think that, that that's where you realize you can grow, you can empower yourself, you can realize. And I think you can also just stand on your own two feet and just realize, you know, and also look back, where have I been? Where have I come from? Where do I want to go to, you know? And that um, you have everything that you need within. Yeah, you know, but there's really nothing outside of you that you really need. It was always, yeah, it was always within. It's just sometimes you don't know how to tap into it right. or how to get to it. But I think, and, and that's where I think we need to go back to, you know, because I just think it's just going back to your inner strength and your inner core. And a lot of these, even corporate, when I look at sometimes corporate courses or different courses and classes, they do tap into the spiritual side of things without a lot of people knowing that it is spiritually led or guided, or there's like an underlying spiritual thread there. Yeah. But it is all tying to that. I agree 100%. There was a post on social media that said, you know, you were made for more. And uh -huh. so if where you are at is giving you that opportunity and that platform to be creative, to be to honor your feelings, to honor who you are creatively as an individual, and you're happy and it settles you and it's great, that's perfect. But, you know, you particularly weren't designed or created to go to work for 12 hours a day, come home, watch yeah. for an hour, get up, do it again. 
you know, recover for Saturday morning, prepare for Sunday, you know, it's just like, and then you, know, you get on the hamster wheel again, get and do it again. Wheel, you do it again, <laughs> without any, you know, um, spark in your life. And yeah. so that causes lots of fear, fear of, you know, things being taken away from us, fear that there are things outside of us that will influence who we are. And mm -hmm. the opposite is, is true. And so to be obedient, I like to use that principle that that sense of obedience to yourself, you mm -hmm. know, to be obedient to what comes up for you to look at it to allow it to come up to and then ask yourself some questions about what it is that's going to support you in this journey to be, you know, more grounded and more peaceful. I believe that if people are peaceful and grounded, yeah, that they will find another way to be able to express their anger and fear as opposed to the violence and everything that's happening within our world today. You know, many people would argue and say this is going to happen until the end of time. It has happened since the beginning of time. Nothing really has changed. It's just that we're seeing it more because it's on social media and it's on a platform. But I don't think that what we've experienced this last year since March during the pandemic, the race issues, um, the issues around our society and government and so forth and so on is happened by, you know, that hasn't happened by coincidence. I don't know. So. You know, I really believe that there's a calling forth of a consciousness that is to heal and to recover and that, mm -hmm. you know, we can make a different decision and that we can really utilize this platform that we have, which is our life to yeah. create a movement, a cultural yeah. movement that we no longer accept, and that we will give more, we will create more that there'll be more compassion in our life that we will be more in love with the things that we love, and that we will actually live and not be so kind of flat or dwarfed yeah. in, in who we are. Yeah, I think the other thing I, I mean, that came up for me too was, so obviously COVID and these next couple months or this next time frame that the next whatever period that's coming up ahead is obviously change. And I think there is one one big awareness. I I mean, I think I've always known it, but all of a sudden you just it just pops into more presently into your mind. And it's that a lot of times for change, things do have to be destroyed. So mm -hmm. I think people are afraid of that. And that's where I think the fear comes in, because everything they know is changing and it's changing on the fly and they're just afraid they won't be able to adapt. They won't be able to determine, discern what's going on and they just feel like lost. So I think that's where it's almost like when you see like, you know, when you have a kid and if you take away their toy, all of a sudden very abruptly, they'll have like a temper tantrum. So I think a lot of what we're seeing outside or a lot of what we're seeing in social media is people going into those temper tantrums, people getting stuck or a little bit hooked on some of these old patterns but you know like we've seen it there any day a virus can come or something can come and happen and it will we, we're not in control of it you know that's the other thing I mean I think I think we have a false sense of control I think people want that people want to go back to the old but we're I think every day we're writing a new a new day a new a new minute a new time and I think I, I also remember sometimes also just being very uncomfortable when you don't know what's coming on but sometimes it's just going back to what you said we know we have everything within ourselves and life is just that life is in theory unknown we've just made it more known because we know at what time we're going to have a meeting we know who's going to call when we know what we're going to do but I think back in the day we did not know what was going to happen you know I think when I mean looking at our ancestors and I think a lot of that has to do with that 
unknown because the biggest thing that sparks fear is the unknown. So right. since we're facing a lot of unknowns, people are freaking out, which is normal. I mean, I also go, I'll also go through some bouts where I'm just like, <gasps> but it comes up, you know, and I think it's just like, all right, let's come. You can't do anything about it anyway. So why, why take yourself? Why stress yourself out? Why have all, all these hormones coursing through your body right. when you can't do anything about it, you know? Right. I use something that's supportive. It's um, called a stop technique, which essentially mm -hmm. allows me to kind of like take a breath. You know, I stop what I'm doing. I take a breath. I observe what's going on in my body and around me, my close perimeter. And then I proceed into kind of either moving deeper, either from a sense of journaling or writing or, you know, pick up the phone and, and have a conversation with yeah. you know, my sister you know, so that has been supportive for me. But I think you're right on um, from the sense of that there has been a breaking a breakdown in the yeah. illusion. The yeah. illusion is gone. And yeah. the illusion was an illusion. So the illusion was that we thought we had control. But that yeah. was an illusion anyway. And <laughs> yes. so now we're like, we're swimming trying to get back to the false illusion that was never yep. there ever anyway. And it's and gone. It's the island or whatever it was is gone right. anyway. So we're, we're, well, it was yeah, never it's there. Like we're panicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's almost like what we thought it was. We're like, well, well, where is it when we're trying to like search for it? But it, yeah. So I think that people get more freaked out because, you know, I think everyone sees business, things are closing down, things are changing. And then they're just wondering, you know, what's going to happen, where things, where are things going to end up? Yeah. And it's, it's not simple, but if we go no. back within and we go back within to our own feelings, how we're organizing ourselves and also, you know, using the tools and if you need support in tools and what it is that you need to do in order to organize and kind of carry yourself, so to speak, yep. because you're responsible for yourself and the energy that you bring into the space, into the room, then you need to seek that type of support because it's there, especially yep. now. And it's given people an opportunity to rise up and to really look at something that is that they haven't looked at before and that it's okay to feel, you know, kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? And yeah. How do I create the courage to really look within and to figure out, okay, how do I organize this information? How can I use tools to be able to support me to feel better and yep. to look at it differently and have compassion for myself in this time of unknown, which is a, which really is our entire life. Our entire life is unknown. Yeah, it is. Really. Right. And so you think about it. Yeah. yeah. If you look back, you're like, oh yeah. But if you look forward, you're like, hmm. you know, but it's all depending on our choices, what we make. Yeah, at, you know, and I think at the end of the day, I think no matter, I think we, we're always going to choose a certain way and things are always going to happen as they need to happen to make us learn whatever we need to learn, you know? Yeah. And for me, the safest place to be is in the present moment. So yeah. I just try to um, take a breath and, and kind of be there. Thank you yes. so much, Carolina. Thank you, Amor. Thank you, Aisha. I love talking <laughs> I to love you. you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading a little bit of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our conversation mm. all the time. So thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe on the listening platform that you are currently on right now. Go to gifttoshift.com if you want to learn more and connect with us. And I'm really, really thrilled that you're on this journey with me. And I'm grateful for your time. So Thank you Thank so much. You. Have a great Thank night. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.